This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama's congressional representatives are working on a bill to introduce into the U.S. House that would block funding from going to the state of Colorado in the creation of a temporary headquarters for the U.S. Space Command. This bill would stop the spending of money on constructing, leasing, or modernizing any facilities where the Space Command is currently being placed in Colorado. That would happen until the Air Force officially and publicly announces its permanent headquarters. That decision was supposed to have been made already by this spring, except for the fact that the Biden administration is seeking to reverse the U.S. Air Force decision and keep Space Command from coming to Huntsville because of Alabama's stance on abortion. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is doubling down on his criticism of inner-city schools as well as math and reading proficiency scores. Tuberville spoke on an Alabama media call this week and was asked about his comments that were made on the Donald Trump Jr. podcast last week. Here is what Tuberville said when he was asked by Donald Trump Jr. about what he observed in education now, currently, years after he was a teacher and a coach. We don't teach kids to learn. 38, what, 28 schools in Baltimore a few months ago, last year's graduating class, 28 schools in Baltimore, zero proficiency in math in any graduate. Zero, guys. This week, Tuberville took aim at Birmingham City Schools and their reading proficiency scores. Teacher union do not hold teachers accountable. Education is not about teachers. It's about students. It's about students learning to read and write. You can't live and support a family and grow and have the opportunities in this country unless you can read and write. We're 19% proficiency in reading in the city of Birmingham. That's embarrassing. And the people that are looking at me, calling me out, they need to look at their whole card. I mean, it is ridiculous of these kids coming out of school that can't read and write. But they've got a 72% graduation rate. So what does that mean? They're passing them on. And as I said, Baltimore, there's zero proficiency in math in Baltimore. But you know, you could look at some of these rural areas that be the same way. It's not just the inner cities, but you can really get a good look at what's going on in our country. You good look at our country when you look at the population where our population's in is in our inner cities. The Alabama Center for Law and Liberty has joined with a Florida-based lawsuit against the Florida public school system regarding transgender ideology. The ACLL has filed an amicus brief in the case of Little John versus the school board of Leon County. Two parents are filing the lawsuit after their child attended a school in Leon County where they were encouraged to transition their genders by the school staff, and they even worked up a transition plan, but it was never disclosed to the parents. Teachers and school faculty used preferred pronouns for the student who had gender dysphoria, but never in front of the parents. The mother, January Littlejohn, spoke about it at the Florida Family Policy Council. The lawsuit has been appealed to the 11th Circuit Court, so its ruling will affect the state of Alabama and Georgia as well as Florida. ACLL President Matt Clark says parents in Alabama do not want the government ramming LGBTQ ideology down their children's throats. The lawsuit invokes the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, regarding government intrusion. Speaking of the ACLL and Matt Clark, here's another part of the conversation that the Daily Detail had with Clark earlier this week. We first discussed the dangers of DEI policies in the field of law. Then we discussed some important cases that have been before the U.S. Supreme Court earlier this year and the significance of those rulings, which will be disclosed sometime in the month of June. 
So we've got two big religious liberty cases that are up there as well. Uh, 303 Creative versus Elemis and Groff Beats Joy. So for 303 Creative, uh, this case revolves around a Christian creative professional in Colorado who creates custom websites for uh, for weddings to help couples promote uh, their, their wedding. You know, they can get a registry and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but because she's a Christian, she does not want to use her talents to help promote same-sex weddings. And Colorado has essentially told her, well, you know, you don't have that option. You've either got to cater to same-sex weddings or you got to get out of the wedding industry altogether. Uh, so she has sued under a very interesting theory, arguing that this is uh, what we call compelled speech. Um, you know, the free speech clause of the Constitution says that you can speak freely, but for a long time we've also said, you know, a counterpart to that is you have the right not to speak, especially if it's a message with which you strongly disagree. Uh, and so that's been her theory here is that Colorado is trying to force me to praise same-sex weddings against my deeply held beliefs. Um, so I, I think with the current makeup of the U.S. Supreme Court, I think that she is going to win that one. And I think that's going to go a long way for protecting um, Christians who do not want to be forced to promote homosexuality, transgenderism, or anything like that. So uh, that'll be a big one to watch out for. So we'll, you know, we'll see what the court does there. Well, are you sipping a cup of coffee or tea while you listen to this report? Your cup of joe doesn't have to be consumed solo today because it's National Donut Day. Many donut makers and donut franchises will be offering special deals. Some will even be free when it comes to those tasty little morsels in the morning. National Donut Day was first celebrated in 1938 by the Salvation Army. It was to honor the donut lassies who were part of World War II, and they went so far as to fry up donuts on the front lines of battle in order to boost the soldiers' energy and morale. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the latest report on the U.S.-Mexico border crisis is that there are zero improvements, only maneuvers by the Biden administration to keep this soft invasion out of the media camera lens. U.S. Senator James Langford of Oklahoma just returned from that area after he visited with Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema. Langford then went on Newsmax, where he was asked about what he saw. No, I'm not seeing improvement, actually. In fact, this is some of the same areas of the border I've been to multiple times. Uh, the Biden administration is saying they're now working on some of the area of the fence and closing the gaps. In reality, they're working right next to the fence to work on flood control, while literally the gaps in the fence are still there. The Border Patrol Customs and Border Protection are also saying they're really getting more and more concerned on national security issues because we have more and more individuals that are non-Spanish speakers that are coming across our border from Pakistan, from West Africa, from Russia, from China, from the Middle East. These are men in their 20s that are coming across the border. We have no criminal history. We have no background on. We don't know if they're fleeing poverty or fleeing justice. Yeah, the news networks are just looking away from it, saying there's nothing to see here. And what the Biden administration is focused on is reducing the amount of chaos at the border. They just don't want to have the spot where the news cameras can focus on that spot and to say, look at all this chaos here. So their solution to the chaos is not to stop the chaos. It's to move the chaos into the interior of the country where there are fewer cameras focused. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer of Kentucky, is now speaking out after a deadline came and went for FBI Director Christopher Wray to produce documents that were subpoenaed by that committee. The document was created within the FBI when an investigation was first launched against Joe Biden and his son Hunter and the foreign business deals that were being used to cover for bribery while Joe Biden was vice president. 
Comer spoke on Fox News about the offer that Director Ray made to them to show Comer and other congressmen the document at the FBI headquarters in a secure location. Comer says that's not enough. He, he offered us the opportunity to come look at it in a private ship, but he, he was going to redact it. My experience with getting documents from the FBI when they're redacted, well, the very, it's all black lines. They don't show anything. But uh, I'm going to say on this show what we told Director Ray, what Senator Grassley told Director Ray. He and I have already seen the 1023 form. We knew what was in the 1023 form. Until we told Director Ray that, he never even admitted that the form existed. So the, the level of confidence that we have with Director Ray only went down. It only declined throughout the conversation. Uh, we will go there and look at the redacted document, but we know what's in the document. And the reason we find this allegation credible, not only because of the credibility of the whistleblower, but because we've seen a pattern of Joe Biden when he was vice president leaving a country after he talks about foreign aid and foreign policy and his family members start receiving payments from that company through shell companies that are then laundered down to Biden family members. Carrie Lake of Arizona is appealing her election lawsuit from 2022 to the U.S. Supreme Court. Lake announced at a rally on Wednesday of this week that a notice of appeal was filed and that her attorneys are asking for an for an expedited review. Lake has contended ever since 2022 that there was significant disenfranchisement of voters in that state due to election machine failure, as well as the signature verification process being extremely faulty. When it comes to the absentee and mail-in ballots in Maricopa County, there was security camera footage that showed poll workers accepting the ballots as fast as a computer click could make it happen. That was with no attempts to cross-reference those signatures in order to rule out any voter fraud. The Arizona Supreme Court pushed Lake's case back to a lower court out of that county. However, that judge ruled that the signature review did take place in some form or fashion. Warner Brothers have essentially canceled a TV production deal with the co-founder of the Black Lives Matter organization. The contract was allowed to expire with Patrice Cullors since there was no content ever produced by Cullors from the deal that was signed back in 2020. Colors resigned from BLM in 2021 over allegations of misusing the donation money to BLM for personal benefit. Colors also self-identifies as a trained Marxist. And an actor with half a million TikTok followers is causing a stir after posting a Memorial Day video. James Vanderbeek is still not over the fact that the Democrat National Party has chosen to not have a primary debate between Joe Biden and his Democrat challengers, who happen to be Marianne Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. What about the will of the people? And that's no, just not even the will of the people. What about the will of the people who voted for the guy last time? Because of those people, 72 percent think there ought to be a debate of the people who voted for Biden last election. 72 percent want a debate. So the DNC is openly ignoring, bypassing the will of the people. Why? This was a democracy of the people, by the people, for the people. If we don't have a debate, this is not a democracy by the people. It's a democracy by them. For <laughs> who? Big banks? Big business, big business, big tech, big pharma, big government, big whatever. I mean, what the hell? How is this a democracy? You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend, 
or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.